Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Yes, exactly. Uh, respect. Uh, well done, Reverend. And I think that's the only time I've ever called him Reverend. Welcome to Friday on the Chris Plant Show. The last Friday of 2023. And what an amazing day it is setting up to be. It's Mike Opelka in for my friend Chris Plant. Thanks for being here. Chris will return in the new year. I am... Just honored and thrilled to be here on this historic day in America. It's going to be a remarkable day. Trust me on this. As most of you know, because you're awake and aware people, the, the audience of the Chris Plant Show, always the smartest, that uh, Maine joined the shenanigans parade of Democrat states trying to disqualify the leading political opponent to President Biden. As the Secretary of State disqualified, put a big red stamp over the Trump name saying you will not be on the ballot. Uh, It was crazy. This happened late, late, late. It was like after six o'clock yesterday, early evening. Not really late, but for those of us who get up at four o'clock, it was late. And then the fallout began and the people started saying, hold on a second. But here's the weird part of this. Not that it could get any weirder if it tried, right? The strangest part in all of this, as Maine is bumping and banning Donald Trump from the primary ballot, you have Colorado saying, well, we're going to keep Donald Trump on the primary ballot until the Supreme Court rules on it. So he gets kicked off one state, and then Colorado goes, well, we're going to put you back on. And California is saying, okay, you're, you're going to be fine. You can stay on the ballot here, too. So uh, this is just crazy. What's going on is absolutely nuts. But then again, it's easily defined by one word, as Chris likes to say, because Democrats. And there you are. The lady who's done this, the Secretary of State, is um, making the rounds now because she is she's loving the limelight. And there are myriad photos of her online showing that uh, she has posed standing next to Barack Obama, next to Joe Biden. She is a political fame whore, if you will. Nothing wrong with that. You want to get pictures with people of power. That just is more evidence that uh, power corrupts. Power makes people do dumb things. And what this woman has done is, I believe, a very dumb thing. 
And it's going to be proven so. She's not an elected official. She is appointed by the legislature in Maine. She is somebody who got her job because of her political affiliation. And it's really interesting to note that she's been a loyal soldier. She's been writing about January 6th and the insurrection that she saw since January 6th, pretty much maybe the day or two afterwards. But she's been very public about this. We have to get into that because there is major reaction, of course, from uh, people on the right, reaction from the Trump team themselves, reaction from uh, loyal Republicans like James Comer. He was on Fox last night talking about. And of course, Jonathan Turley showed up. We'll hear what he has to say. But I think it's interesting to note that there are people in the Democrat Party, who see this as a bad idea. And one of them's from Maine, an elected official from Maine, House Democrat from Maine, has already broken with the state's decision, with the Secretary of State's decision. Uh, Representative uh, Jared Golden declared his objection almost immediately after uh, Sheena Bellows denied Donald Trump's primary petition. Invalid, she said. It's invalid. He can't be there because of the 14th Amendment. And uh, uh, this, um, this cat, Jared Golden, a Democrat in the House of Representatives, said, I voted to impeach Donald Trump for his role in January 6th insurrection. I do not believe he should be reelected president. However, we're a nation of laws. And until he is found, actually found guilty of the crime of insurrection, he should be allowed on the ballot. Wow, there's a Democrat who actually has, who actually has an understanding of uh, the rule of law and understanding of uh, giving Donald Trump his day in court, if you will. Now, it, it, it might be that Golden is trying to make sure he doesn't lose his seat because he represents a congressional district that that went for Trump in the past two elections. So when your district votes for Donald Trump but elects you and you're a Democrat, it's probably politically wise for you to not support the removal of Donald Trump from the ballot. Uh, Maine's other member of the House, uh, Pingree, Representative Pingree, Shelley Pingree, approved of the ballot decision. And uh, she quoted the text of the 14th Amendment. So uh, there's a, a split among Maine's House representation on this. Uh, it's interesting to me, though, that this guy came out immediately because he wants to get reelected. You know, we're, we're 300 and what is it, 12 days away from the election, not just of the president, but every seat in the House will be up for grabs. So this is going to be a big story today. And the person who's probably happiest about this is Nikki Haley. Because it was a rough day for Nikki Haley after the debacle on the slavery issue. Uh, that, that was also an opportunity, though, for many people to raise their hands and say, hey, I have something to say on this. One of those people who couldn't wait, he put on his... his um, Running shoes, you know, the ones with um, the lifts in them. Uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida couldn't wait to get in front of cameras and uh, go after Nikki Haley for what she said in the answer to the question of what 
What started the American Civil War? What caused the American Civil War? Uh, DeSantis made sure he got to as many cameras as possible because as you know, we approached the Iowa caucuses and then the, uh, the New Hampshire primary, DeSantis is still in third place. And it's becoming a more distant third place every single day. So he's hoping to close the gap on second place. He wants that silver medal. Uh, This was Ron DeSantis last night on Fox going after Nikki Haley on that answer. Do you think what it showed is uh, she getting scrutiny now has not held up well? Uh, I think she says things when she gets off script. She tends to make big mistakes. The media has really given her a free pass for the last six weeks uh, trying to pump her up. But I think the more and more voters see that it's one thing to read off a teleprompter. It's one thing to read talking points. But are you going to be able to actually speak from a position of, of conviction? And you either understand the foundations of America or you don't. Uh, I have a firm understanding that uh, our rights come from God, not from the government. And the purpose of government is to protect the rights we already possess. And so everything I do is seen through the prism of our nation's founding principles. So DeSantis took the opportunity. Of course, that's what you do. He's counting the days. We're, we're getting real close. It's almost two weeks until the, the Iowa caucuses. And Haley's got the endorsement of the, the governor of New Hampshire. DeSantis has the endorsement of the governor of Iowa. And they're both duking it out for the also-ran position. That's a, it's a fair, fair political reaction, I think. It's not an embarrassing thing, but it's what you do. It's what you do when you are that candidate. But when you're not a candidate, when you are a political pundit with a shady, questionable, sometimes over-the-legal-line guy like Sharpton, on MSNBC, you have to immediately uh, do what the left likes to call pounce. Whenever we raise an issue, whenever the right raises an issue, uh, Joy Reid, the racist lady over there at MSNBC, I'm sure she's not the only one, uh, likes to say that Republicans pounced, the right pounced. Well, Sharpton was in pounce mode, and he was on Morning Joe today, today, speechifying about Nikki Haley. If there was someone there that helped the Democrats, it was Nikki Haley. It wasn't whoever was in the audience. Because if you look at her answer, she talked to two things that was most troubling was one, she said freedom to do what they want to do. Well, in the days of the Civil War, that's what they were arguing. We have the freedom to maintain our slaves. They're our property. So what do you mean freedom to do what they want to do? The Civil War was to say you're not free to own other people and to enslave people. I guess Al Sharpton missed all the updates Nikki Haley made yesterday when she was in cleanup mode. And he discounted all of that. But he was trying to react to the Haley camp saying that this guy was in the audience as a plant. Yeah, well, of course. You always have people in the audience to try and get a gotcha question in there. That's why a candidate has to be ready for it. Uh, the always willing to make ridiculous statements. Al Sharpton delivered a declaration regarding Nikki Haley's future. 
when she say, what do you want me to say about slavery? Like even then she is, as, as you asked the question, playing to a crowd that she either is with that crowd or she is afraid of that crowd. Either one, it makes her unfit to be president because she's saying, I'll ask you what you want me to say about slavery. I'm not going to take an affirmative here saying, oh, wow, I should have said slavery was the center. Now, here's the interesting thing. Nothing shocking here. What? Sharpton said, except have we really now finally, finally just given up on the English language, especially from people who are paid millions of dollars by major corporations? Can we just say the word ask properly? Sharpton, in the very first few seconds of that, said axed. And I, I get it. It's, it's street language. Can we, can we not expect more from the people who are in front of us on television, reportedly on the biggest show MSNBC has in the morning? I know um, Maddow and, and uh, the other guy in the night have bigger numbers, but they're always talking about Morning Joe's the big show. We're really still saying axed. I, I wish somebody would say it to him. They, they got him to get rid of the weight. Now, how about you bring the English language into focus? One more from Sharpton. Sharpton's just happy. He's really happy because now we're not talking about the economy and the border. We're talking about race again. Now, this has brought race right back central in the uh, campaign for the Republican nomination. Uh, I, I find it ironic Ron DeSantis, who's banning black history in Florida, is raising a question about uh, Nikki Haley and her not answering a simple question. Do you think this, though, politically helps or hurt any of the Republican candidates if race becomes the issue going into this New Year's uh, weekend? The only thing it does, bringing race back into the conversation, is line your pockets with more more money because you'll be able to use it again it is a friday friday luya to you it's also the last friday of 2023 we'll we'll have some fun but we'll also cover all of it and you're welcome to join us triple eight six three zero nine six two five mike opelka in for chris plant on the chris plant show Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And welcome to Friday on the Chris Plant Show. The last Friday of 2023. When the next Friday's here, it'll be 2024. It's magical. It's Michael Pelka in for my buddy Chris Plant. And uh, going to try and get to everything today. I have a real interesting story about um, Joe Biden's wealthy friends, not just the couple, the super rich people who've lent their home to him down in St. Croix, 
you know, it's a beautiful home in the Virgin Islands. Not, not that I'm jealous, but uh, okay, a little bit. But um, the questions about the effect of that that donation and the the effect it might have on policy, especially when a guy is in charge of a company that handles distribution for 800 news outlets, including the AP. There's also news out of uh, New York City about the guy that slashed the two teenage tourists on Christmas Day, the two young girls who were having breakfast or brunch, whatever you want to call it, at Grand Central Station. Uh, Turns out he uh, got locked up. He's currently being held in Rikers because, you know, he tried to kill two people. and He said he wanted to kill all the white people, even though these people were Latina. Uh, He stabbed an inmate. While in Rikers. How, how does this guy manage to... Well, we'll get into that later. There's a lot about that. It's, uh, it's kind of surprising. Uh, and yet not surprising at the same time. And we have to do an update very soon about uh, George Santos. And the story we did the other day when he came back to New York and found his car had been broken into... And he went on a profanity-laced tirade about the administration, about Mayor Eric Adams. There is an update. The city has responded. We'll have to get into that because, uh, as Michael Piercy said to me while we were preparing for the show today, this is the most on-brand thing ever. Look at that, Mayor Adams. This is the city you're running. You are a cop, right, you piece of Yes. There's more. There's more to the story. Uh, I think I have time for a quick call here. Uh, the phone number, of course, 888-630-9625. Victor in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, Victor, what are you bringing to the table today on this Friday? I am. I was listening to uh, Larry O'Connor last night when he was substituting for um, Mark Levin, and he brought up a very important point, which I want to repeat here, if I can paraphrase. Um, I th- he says that once the primary season is over and Trump is on the ballot, that's when the Democrats are going to strike and charge him with insurrection. I think you're you're right. I think Larry's right. Larry's a very wise man, a guy I can call a friend, mostly a media friend, because I only see him at conventions and stuff. But, yeah, that's a really good point. This is a lot like what you've seen happening with the protests. I think uh, a lot of the early protests we're seeing from the pro-Palestinian people are, are going to look like nothing compared to when they have the big events. One of the things that a lot of people are worried about is New Year's Eve in New York City. Will this all have been practiced? Is all of this ballot shenanigans meant to just lead up to the big one? But then again, if the Supreme Court has already, already put to bed this notion you can't keep him off the ballot, will charging him with insurrection be allowed because it will happen six months closer to the election? DOJ has an unwritten rule about that. We'll get into that. Thank you, Victor. Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. 
and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Welcome back. It's the Chris Plant Show on a Friday, last Friday of 2023. Michael Pelka wrapping up a four-day stint here, a four-day package sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant. And uh, just kind of reviewing all the news because there is a giant swirl of news, not just the ridiculous attempt from Maine to block Donald Trump from the primary ballots, and we'll do a dive into that. But there is now news about our uh, diplomatic efforts to get Mexico to do something about all of the invaders crossing our border. The thousands and thousands and thousands amassing currently to follow the millions and millions and millions who've already crossed into this country. Some illegally, some without us knowing. Others coming here trying to claim asylum and they're going to have to because of our ridiculous laws. We have to offer them a court date. I remember Remain in Mexico. I'm old enough to remember the Remain in Mexico policy. Oh, that was under that guy, Trump. Yeah, that sure was a good idea. But it looks like uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorka, who met with uh, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, or as the White House likes to disrespectively title him, AMLO. They met with AMLO. Sounds like a commercial. I got AMLO and I saved thousands. Anyway, it appears that um, all of that discussing, all of that going back and forth, all of that time spent visiting with the Mexican president yielded, um, well, you want to see what we got? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You'll see exactly what we got. You'll get nothing and I can that's right. That's what that's what Lopez Obrador said to our negotiating team. You'll get nothing and like it. Now get out of here. It's just astounding to me. And the border czar is not there. No, Kamala is in Los Angeles with uh, her husband, Doug, the second gentleman until the third. I was looking over the presidential vice presidential schedules. Uh, she is scheduled to be in California, in Los Angeles, until the 3rd of January. And Joe and Jill and whatever family members are allowed are staying at the, uh, the luxurious estate of one of their pals in St. Croix until the 2nd. He's not due back in D.C. until the 2nd. So it's just uh, nobody's paying attention. And why should they? Because nothing is being done. And they're very good at doing nothing and have proven it. You know, the the mainstream media likes to get all hot and bothered about the Congress, saying that this is the least productive Congress in, in years, that maybe ever. And when you dive into that statement, that, that this is the least productive Congress, what it means is, in, in the media terms, not a whole lot of bills were passed. I don't think we should judge on the number of bills passed. We should judge on what the bills do. 
if they saddle us with more debt, that's that's not just bad production. That's horrible for the American people. So how about we stop counting the numbers of bills and start looking at the impact of the bills? We need an impactometer to show us the real impact of what's going on. There's another story out there as it relates to uh, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and uh, what it's like to be a friend of the Bidens. And by friend, I mean donor. Over the past week or two, we've been hearing that the Apple company has been in some hot water over the Apple watches. I wear an Apple watch. I like my Apple watch. I think it's a a fine tool. I can use it to do all kinds of things. If I'm in the middle of nowhere and I don't have my phone with me, I can talk to my watch and do a quick internet search or send Michael Piercy a message. It's very easy. It's very handy. All of this technology. And one of the things the latest version of the Apple Watch does is monitors your blood oxygen level. I'm not obsessing about that. I know some people are. I'm not. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good with the blood oxygen level, but it also monitors your heart rate and you can put in your steps in there and all that stuff. So it does good things as well. Well, the company that created the blood oxygen sensor said, hold on a second, Apple, you lifted our technology. We own the rights to that technology. And they sued and, and they initially succeeded in court and, and the sales of the Apple watches, especially the latest version, which was uh, a big revenue driver for Apple, apparently, they were halted. They were stopped. Uh, This was a win. And just after it happened, there was a lot of speculation that the Biden White House would step in and say, uh, let's hold off on blocking the sales of these Apple watches, you know, because they're good friends with the tech people. And they're really tight with the Silicon Valley people. And the Biden White House didn't block it. The Biden White House did not step in. And there were questions as to why. Why didn't that happen? It seems like you would, you would be helping Tim Cook if you stepped in. Well, then uh, an appeals court actually helped Apple. But the Biden White House did not. And Isabel Vincent over at the New York Post did some digging into this and has done a really good job of figuring out why. Why the Biden White House did not. Well, it's apparently because uh, one of Joe's closest friends is behind the technology. Joe Kiani, a multimillionaire founder and CEO of Massimo, who has donated millions to Democrats and is particularly close to the Bidens and to Joe, with donations including a million to the Biden Foundation. Hmm. They're very close. Uh, In fact, uh, Joe and Sarah Chiani's donations to Democrats, there was $3,385,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. $3,385,000. Another million, $1.1 million to the DNC. A million eighty thousand to the Biden Victory Fund. Another million to Unite the Country PAC. $600,000 to Priorities USA. 
360,000 to individual Senate Democratic parties. Another 250,000 to the Nancy Pelosi Victory Fund. 100,000 to American Bridge and 50,000 to the Hakeem Jeffries Victory Fund. This guy is a pal of the Bidens. He also is an Iranian-American businessman. Okay, let's start connecting dots here, shall we? Uh, The other connection of this cat to the Biden family, and, you know, when when the decision comes out about this patent, and and Apple has to fork over a massive settlement to this guy because they've already been found to have um, lifted the technology, I guess. This guy's going to get a huge payout. This guy's company is going to make a big win with Apple. Likely, very likely. But it's also uh, interesting to note that um, his daughter, Catherine, got a job at the White House. Oh, my. So not only has he given um, millions and millions and millions to the Democrats and to Joe Biden, his daughter got a job working with Jill Biden at the White House. She's now a student at the Penn Law School at the University of Pennsylvania. Gee, um, where have we heard Penn again? Oh, yes, the the Biden Center, the one that was funded mostly by China. So she had a job working for Jill Biden. It was her first job out of college working in the East Wing of the White House. Interesting how that happens. And, and, wait for it. He's the guy who offered Joe Biden's daughter a job. Remember, remember the question, uh, the kid who was uh, in hot water for the credit card transactions and, and she was in uh, big trouble for using credit cards and, and she was supposed to be uh, keeping her nose clean and all that stuff. Uh, this guy's company offered her a job out in California so she could be close to her, her, her buddy Hunter. But the job only paid $85,000 a year, and she rejected it because, in her own words, that's barely minimum wage. It's amazing once you start pulling back the curtains to see this. Now, I don't think any of this is new because if we look at Joe Biden, again, this is a guy, an Iranian-American businessman. We're kind of friendly to Iran, aren't we? Give them all this money, and then they... They send money to terrorists who bomb our troops over in the Middle East, who send drones to attack us and our friends. I'm just throwing that out there. But Joe Biden also, prior to becoming president, one of Joe Biden's single biggest donors was a Ukrainian-American in Delaware who owns auto dealerships. And he owns auto dealerships in Ukraine and Eastern Europe as well. Anyone making the connections on the Ukrainian thing and Hunter and Joe? All I'm saying is if we ever get the ability to fully investigate the Biden crime family, I think we're going to see so many, so many questionable transactions. You just know this guy is corrupt. He is corrupt. He's dirty. He's filthy. He's the guy behind the the Biden crime family. He's the head. And in fact, uh, some are even saying that the uh, the the cognitive decline may be an act in some ways. 
kind of reminds me of New York's Vincent the Chin Giganti, the mobster, the mob boss who used to walk around lower Manhattan, the village, wearing just a bathrobe in Little Italy and mumbling and fumbling, bathrobe and slippers, pretending to be cognitively challenged when he wasn't. Is Joe Biden trying to pull that stunt? I, I don't believe it, but there are people who say that's the reality. So I, I just want to let you know, connecting the dots, and this is in conjunction with the multi-billion dollar friend of the Bidens who has put them up at his Nantucket estate and Thanksgiving for years, and the very wealthy guy and his wife who allow the Bidens to stay at their beautiful it is beautiful if you've seen the pictures of it. Uh, St. Croix home on the beach. They've been doing this so often it's called a, a family tradition. It really is disturbing. And to update what I was talking about, I think it was a couple of days ago, I speculated whether or not Hunter would be there with his uh, child that he's just recently acknowledged. And Joe recently acknowledged this, this other granddaughter, Navy. Hunter is not there. He's been spotted out west in California, reportedly preparing for his his arraignment, which will be January 11th. Save the date. Save the date. We're going to have Hunter Biden in front of a judge facing charges that some are now speculating could be a lot more serious than Hunter believes. Catherine Harridge of CBS News thinks there could be a, a greater legal danger to Hunter Biden than than we even anticipate. We'll get into that. And we also have to get to I, I teased it earlier. But I got so caught up in this Joe Biden thing. Uh, we have to get to the update on the George Santos story. Santos accused uh, the New York City mayor of just creating a giant mess and being incompetent. That may be true, but the incident that Santos alleged happened is now in question by the city of New York. I'll explain just around the corner. If you want to join us, 888 9625 is the number. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on this Friday on the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. <laughs> when you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka is my name sitting in for Chris. Happy Friday. Friday, Louie to you. Last Friday of 2023. And as such, we are inundated with media telling us all the top stories of the year in every category. And I just saw this. The top. I'm using this uh, newspaper article here. The top emojis for 2023. Someone has taken their time to calculate the most used emojis for 2023. Now, I don't use emojis. I, I don't think you'd have to take your mittens off to count the number of times I actually used an emoji. It's for children, as Michael Piercy was saying during the break when we were talking about it. And I think it's okay to use that in conversation with kids, but adults don't use emojis. Cher uses emojis more than she uses words. 
and I find it disturbing. Let's write words. Let's create actual sentences and communicate with words and not pictures. We're not cave people. All right, little rant over. Uh, We talked about uh, George Santos because the other day there was a story about uh, the disgraced congressman who came home to New York and found that his, quote, new car had been broken into. And it was a profanity-laced mini rant. Look at that, Mayor Adams. This is the city you're running. You are a cop, right, you piece of shit. Is that what you do? Is that how you're keeping the city safe, you f-ing animal? So I have to deal with this now, and it's December 26th. Ain't this lovely? Well, that little rant and the, the uh, shot of uh, Santos's car, which appeared to have a window knocked out, got a response from Mayor Adams, Deputy Mayor of Communications, Fabian Levy, or Levi saying that uh, Santos is lying and may have even staged the burglary. Uh, Levy claims that there were, quote, no obvious signs of a break-in, close quote, adding that all the windows were raised, intact, and appeared to be unbroken. There was one that seemed to be missing from what I could see. And he said he was 99% sure that Santos broke into the car himself. And then he went on to say, George Santos is talking about how he's got a new car. Well, it was not a new car. In fact, they checked it out, and the NYPD has reported it is a GMC terrain, but it's not 2023 or 2022 or any year in the 2020s. It's a 2018. Don't move to New York, people. Stay the f*** away from here. The city only cares to f*** over Americans and take our taxpayer dollars and shove it in the of these migrants while the city is dangerous we can't even street park our car oh by the way did i mention it's a brand new car like literally a brand new car well it's new to him stay tuned he's gonna get a tv show i guarantee you he will have a tv show uh let's grab a quick call before we wrap up this first hour mary's in pennsylvania welcome to the chris plant show mary Thank you. I love your show. I listen to you wherever I can find you on the radio. Thank you, Mary. Um, uh, I thought uh, Ron DeSantis' response to Nikki Haley's comment was excellent. And I've read Ron DeSantis' book and his whole journey from childhood. Excuse me, I'm really nervous. His, his journey from childhood. And, uh, and during the debates when he said Calvin Coolidge was his favorite president um, that really sealed it because I read Calvin Coolidge's biography also. Uh, He steeped with understanding of the Constitution. And of course, my first choice would be Donald Trump. But I think the press and the media has so dissed DeSantis because he doesn't look right or he seems grumpy. And I've, I've I, I disagree with that. And we're such a shallow society that I guess looks count more than substance. And I remember back in um, part, I'm a citizen of Florida also, and what he did for Florida to protect the kids, to protect us during COVID was excellent. Well said, Mary. Very well said. It's Opelka in for Plant on the Chris Plant Show. (laughs) 
The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 